Hello, hello, and welcome again to another edition of the Green Beige Podcast. As always, that is AJ. Well, not always, always, but you know what I mean. That's AJ. He's the green. I'm Ken. I'm the beige. And we are here for the 12th edition of this season four of the Green Beige Podcast. AJ, how's it going, my brother? I'm doing all right. I, I apologize since I was the one that kept us um, a bit delayed. Just had some personal matters to deal with with the wife. But I'm good generally, though. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. Um, life is busy. This is this has been an extremely busy Christmas season for me. Mm-hmm. Busier than usual, I have to say, because they've had like we my church we've had um, a Christmas program that I oh, yeah. usually plan. It went, pre- it went pretty well. Um, as I've heard that this one was our best yet, and it was okay. our most difficult yet because this one we had four weeks to prepare. Yeah. But we were able to, to execute, so we are we are very thankful about that. Then last weekend yeah. I had to play a wedding. This weekend I have to there's a special program at church I have to play for, and then there's another one on the twenty third that I have to play in the morning and the evening. So it's been a very busy festive season yeah, for me. Yeah. But I give thanks, you know. I, I always enjoy the opportunity to play some music and especially with the wedding it gave me an opportunity to play some things that were not gospel you know so that was fun <laughs> makes sense that was fun so yeah so let's get into today's episode today's episode is called we shall overcome for those of us who are in you know of caribbean descent especially you know crossfire had a song where it started with this this lyric we shall overcome we shall overcome someday and that has been a rallying cry for people all over the world not just us that you know hail from the caribbean because whenever you are going through something you know that is the thing that some most people tell themselves you know eventually we shall overcome we will get through this we will get past this and lots of teams have been telling them that telling themselves that this season and apparently has actually come true for some and it has not come true for others i saw something that I was a little bit curious about AJ and I'm probably going to bring it to it's not on the rundown but I know that we need to start where we need to start and where we need to start is with the whistle that was heard all around the NFL world this weekend off the rip we have to talk about those Kansas City Chiefs who conspired to find a way to lose the game against the Buffalo Bills. We're not going to talk about Buffalo just yet. We're going to focus on Kansas City off the rip. So the question is overcome. We shall overcome the refs because the Kansas City Chiefs are fuming after Kadarius Tony, who, well, I don't know why they did it this way. The NFL refs seem to be taking a page out of VAR because they allowed this play to develop. The entire player ran where Patrick Mahomes stepped up in the pocket. He threw the ball to Travis Kelsey, who ran and rumbled down the field for quite a distance. And then saw Kadarius Tony out of the corner of his eye, lateraled the ball to him. Tony ran it in for a touchdown. Only then, for all but a second, Tony was lined up offsides. Since then, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid both came out very strongly against the refs. And where Andy Reid, you know, tended to walk back some of his comments that he would have said in the heat of the moment, Patrick Mahomes continued to double down on his comments and had lots of negative things to say about the refs. Now, when we talked about this offline, not here in front of the people you had a lot of comments to make and i wanted to give you an opportunity to come to the people and tell them how you really feel about this kansas city chiefs and the way how they're talking about the refs at this point in time all right let me let me try to gather myself obviously because the, the manner in which i expressed myself was at that point was solely for the heirs of grown men <laughs> in a group chat in a group chat who speak you know as brothers i can't i, I don't I, 
in, in trying to, to be a little bit more mindful of where we are right now, look, I'm, I'm for, I can't even say I'm disappointed. I'm actually kind of disgusted with how they've handled this. And the, this is taking into account that as human beings, you will be upset at the point in time, like when the play takes place or whatever. The thing is, so you mentioned, you mentioned that the, that the, the play went on or whatever, but I actually saw a replay where the, where a flag is thrown on the sideline as soon as the ball is snapped. I don't know if you saw that, but I, but I, the, obviously this is all over social media as in the play itself, the, that, mm -hmm. that final play. And then, yeah, like I saw, I saw a, a flag being thrown, like it, it was a post that, that was shared. I can't remember where I saw it. So I don't think then that it was something that the refs backtracked on after letting the play happen. It seemed like the flag was actually thrown before that entire play developed. My, my annoyance with this entire thing it comes from Patrick Mahomes, of course, because I've been saying, and I told y'all, that it, it, he has been, this man has been losing it a bit. And when I say losing it, I mean losing his composure when it comes to these things. Like, no one, again, let me do like Stephen A. I'm not talking about his greatness on the field. This is not me. I'm not disparaging him or trying to, 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 to fuse this with what I think about his gameplay as a quarterback. Man is absolutely incredible. But when it comes to the mental aspect, he is becoming a bit of a whiny bee. And 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 as as the the foremost, like the face of the NFL, basically, like you're going to get calls. You're going to get calls. That's the thing. Like the Chiefs get calls. I mean, you and I had this discussion. Previously. The Chiefs get calls. Whether whether or not we agree on how many they get is irrelevant. But we both agree that they do get calls. It happens, yes. right? The the thing is, the thing is, this one is against you. Yes, you might be upset in the moment, but the way he carried on afterwards, especially talking to. Like when when he and Josh Allen were about to meet in the center and talking about that's this is the worst call I've ever seen, bro. Just congratulate the man and move on. Stop being a soul puss. And then even afterwards, like he, he, how you mentioned that that even even Big Red himself like backtracked a little bit when he calmed down the next day. This man went on a media tour talking about how they how they interfered with a Hall of Fame players play that'll never be shown now because uh, because of somebody uh, um, doing something that didn't interfere with the play. Like what? For real, that that's where we going with this. I, 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 every time things like this happen, I just kind of lose a little bit of respect for whoever is the whiner. And this this took a couple of notches off Patrick Mahomes to me. This is disgusting behavior. Come on, bro. For real, you're not a rookie. Like you've been doing this. You in a conversation for being the greatest of all time already. Like this is this is really how you carry on. For real, because your guy doesn't know the rules. And, and and even 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 the I, I I saw in the chat the clip that was shared today, but and that from Dan Orlovsky, where he noted about how many times that game Kadarius Tony was offside, was offside, and I get it, I get it. So there's an argument now that you know with the refs didn't call it before, why call it on that final play? However, if a man walks into a store, robs a store in front of a police officer. Officer doesn't arrest him. Does it three more times and officer doesn't arrest him. Does it a fifth time and then the officer arrests him. Who's at fault? The robber. Good. I rest my case. With that, I'll let you, I will let you uh, rebut here because I know this is, this is going to be a little back and forth. So you go ahead. I don't need to spill everything right now. So here's where this may be a little bit of a surprise for you and for some others who think that I am on this show. I come on this show to be a Kansas City Chiefs apologist. Yes, there's a red curtain behind me. But that is as far as it goes in this particular moment. Okay, so I, I don't know if you like we've had an opportunity to have this conversation AJ, but I believe that when it comes to most matters, I try to be very consistent. I try to I try to approach every situation the same. So when I am watching um, basketball, for example, I always get annoyed when I hear commentators especially start talking about how the refs call the games different in the playoffs versus the regular season because for me a foul is a foul regardless of when it happens when i'm watching 
football soccer if a man gives a foul and gets a yellow card and he does the same thing again I do not hold a second yellow card as a higher standard than the first a yellow card is a yellow card regardless of when it happens and regardless of how many you have so if you Kadarius Tony refuse to line up on side then it should be called every single time so regardless of if they didn't call it before it should have been called back then and it should be called no so i understand when patrick mahomes andy reed and the kansas city chiefs may be upset with the refs for calling a foul because nobody wants a foul call on them especially when the foul takes away a touchdown that could have won you the game but if there was a week that they should not have been coming at the refs because of a call that they made it was this week they could have done this last week when the Packers got away with two pass interference calls in the last two pass plays of the game last week was the time that you could have come out with all fire and brimstone against the refs because you can argue that you got hosed nobody can really say otherwise i mean they they got a dodgy call right before the first pass and the first call wasn't called so yeah okay but i don't this is not the week that you come out making noise against the refs it just doesn't happen that way so now you're saying that there was a flag thrown right at the beginning of the play but from what i from what i remember from all of the football that i've been watching all of these years if a man fault starts you blow the play dead if a man um crosses into the neutral zone running an ability to the quarterback you blow the play dead so how is it that the player is offside and you throw a flag but you don't blow the play dead like did they lose their whistles at that moment that i don't understand and from that perspective i can get up i can understand why they'd be upset because again if we are like you and i are soccer fans and one of the things that people are bemoaning right now is the fact that var has taken away a lot of the joy of the game because when a man scores the goal and the guys are wheeling away in celebration then you have to sit and wait two minutes for VAR to confirm that the goal is actually good so apparently now we have to do that for the NFL as well because a man can be offside and the whole play can run and then we come back and say oh yeah he was actually offside but as far as Kadarius Tony is concerned the number of times that he lined up on the other side of the ball as they said on WhatsApp he should have been wearing a white jersey he should not have been wearing red because clearly he wants to be on the other side so this all boils down all of this anger all of this fury all of this furor that they are causing or calling right now is because the wide receivers in the kansas city chiefs just don't catch the damn ball they're dropping too many the door get open patrick Mahomes can't do it all and he's frustrated so who can he take it out on that is not on his team the refs yeah, and and you see, this is this is that is a point of contention for me. I I don't respect that at all. Like, not every not everyone knows how to harness their disappointment and and not let that turn into to a blinding anger, a, a misguided anger at that. But I feel like in his situation, he has to be able to do that. Yeah, there's no excuse that like you have to be to be mature enough to do that because you're not just one of the premier players and the face of the league. Like, well, what, sorry, I was going to say you're not just one of the premier players on that team. You are like the face of the league. Like he has to be has to have a bit more poise. And even even if on the day, you know, you know, the thing is, even if the next day he had come out and he was a bit more, he was a bit more humble in in his responses towards the media that day. And kind of took some culpability accepted mm -hmm. some responsibility that look we weren't good enough like I, I still don't like the call but at the end of the day this, these are things that we have to work on as a team blah 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 
but to go out and and you know what you know what i can't even say that he didn't do that because we just saw a, a, like one soundbite from from the interview but but still to go on that little mini rant it, it was just pathetic about oh it's a hall of fame player and uh, yes travis is going to get into the hall of fame he's going to have a number of players on sports center highlights that will be included in his hall of fame like this is there's no end of of, of footage for travis kelsey Let, let's be real this one play isn't going to matter and, and you know what the thing is too if, if they had won that game how much time was left? This is a genuine question because I can't recall how much time was left after that. Was that like in the dying seconds or did it? Did, it was. Did it, it wasn't. It, it was in the dying seconds. I think that was the second down play. I know. I know so, it was the second down, but did they have time for another play after that? Is what I was getting. They they, they went. They they ran two more plays. Okay. They they went third down. Fourth down was the pass that fell incomplete. Okay, cool. So I missed after that play. I actually missed that. I had to. I had to to get it from the laptop where I had it streaming. So I missed that afterwards. That that I didn't even know. But so so th this even this works to my point even more. They had two more opportunities to win the game, Ken. You couldn't get it done. That's why I don't want to hear all this being and moaning about how the referees cost you the game. I don't want to hear that. On, on the on the day is one thing, and I would still be annoyed with that. But I would understand more if you calmed yourself down. And understood that look, this is this is something that we have to work on. We were not good enough. Our our offense scored 17 points. That's not good enough. Correct. But the next day, he was still he was, and, and he was double and tripling down, bro. Nah, that's not good enough. Like I I don't respect it at all. Like I, I legit I'm not even joking. I don't respect it. And I've lost a cup. I'm not I'm not going to cast aspersions on his character, no, but I have lost a couple notches on my respect ladder for Patrick Mahomes as a competitor, honestly. Well, I mean, those are the breaks. If you're going to behave in this manner, then people will have the right to respond to your behavior, however they choose. But, as I had mentioned earlier, you know, the two teams that played in that game and the other one was the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo came into this game, as far as everyone was concerned, Dead and buried where the playoffs because you know they they have to win out basically their playoffs have already started if they lose a the game chances are they're not going to be playing anything past the first week of january but the question now is on we have overcome they overcame the chiefs the buffalo bills have kept the playoffs hopes alive with the win and yet when we look ahead to the team to the games that they have coming up they have a very tough game against the Bills. Sorry, against the Cowboys. But then, things <laughs> look a lot easier. There is the Chargers, who we'll talk about in a bit. Your Patriots, AJ. And then, well, they finish with a very tough game against the Dolphins. So, now we're looking at Buffalo. Are we... Do we feel that the Buffalo, now that they finally slid the, the beast that is Patrick Mahomes, do we think that they have enough to get them into the playoffs. I do think so. Um, just looking at the standings here now, and I do think so. Like, they're going to be the Patriots, sad to say. Um, the Chargers, that's an easy dub too, especially with Justin Herbert. Oh, come on. Man, it's silly good coaches who got our paper bag. Um, that, so that's still two wins there, right? So mm -hmm. it means that, that that's at least nine and six. Cowboys, not sure about that. I, I'll, I'll give them the, the loss for the Cowboys. And then the other one was what, the Dolphins? I am, mm -hmm. I am, can, I'm not fully convinced that I can go at this point that I can go Dolphins. Like I, I, I wouldn't predict Dolphins right now. And I'm not saying I'm predicting the Bills either, but I'm saying more so that I think they stand a chance in that game. So they could have at least three wins, which would take them to 10. 10 wins on the season at 10 and at 10 and 7 they stand a very good chance in the afc because I, I i like looking around i don't see what other teams are going to keep up that kind of winning streak as well going into uh, um in that this final push for a wild card spot and you know what based off it it could even come down to that final game being the toss-up to decide the afc between them and Miami, you never know. And and if that is the case, I'm not going to put them out. Of, I'm not going to to hands down say Miami. 
I, I last night I was talking to one of my best friends, right? And we mm-hmm. were talking about and we were talking about basically the teams that we didn't trust in the AFC. And there's a lot of teams that are not trusting the AFC. Because uh, despite all of this, right, Ken, I still think the Chiefs are the four four runners to win the AFC. Right? Interesting. I, yeah, I still do. I still do. Because I, I I can't really I can't really trust anyone else. And the only team I see having the closest potential to beating them, honestly, is Baltimore. And and, and that's more because of what the, the Baltimore's defense is supposed to be and has been throughout the majority of the season and not even more so the offense. I still have questions about the offense. But everyone else, I, I can still see the Chiefs beating them all the day. Right? We're to, so this brought us to the Dolphins and how we didn't trust the Dolphins. Always later, the Dolphins go and give up a lead and lose to the Titans. With these things in mind, Ken, I'm, I'm, you, 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 I'm, you can understand if, if then I don't feel like saying, well, yeah, the Dolphins got this game against this big team and that, nah. It will really come down to the day. It is really going to come down to the day because they could self-restore. I think, sorry, that was, I like, went off on a tangent, but to get back to the topic, <laughs> I was just, I'm saying all of this to say that I don't even think that the AFC is decided at this point. The Bills are very much alive. They have at least two wins. I feel like two guaranteed wins. No, granted, they are. They do have kind of like a, a, a an imposter syndrome, where they they play to the level of the team that they're playing. But I think the Patriots are so bad right now, and despite the fact that we won a game recently, much to my behest, I think that we are so bad. <laughs> and with these rumors circulating now, because I saw a report coming out of Boston apparently that they're going to part ways with Belichick at the end of the season. Don't know mm-hmm. if I want to believe it, but I think with all of this kind of thing stirring. Guys could be their heads could be elsewhere. The Bills are going to win that game, and like I said, the Chargers are trash. So they still have two wins, and then they could end up playing Miami for the division. I'm I'm not going to put them out of it. I, I think the Bills stand a very good chance. And even if even if even if they're in a position where they do lose to Miami, I still think that they will be good enough to get into a wild card spot. Okay, so I mean. As you said, in terms of the games that are on the schedule and the ones that you would expect them to win, you will expect them to beat your Patriots. Yes. And you would expect them to beat the Chargers because the Chargers, for all of the talent, I mean, oh my days, I don't understand how it is that a team that has so much talent in every position, at every level, is so bad. I complain weekly about my Saints and Pete Carmichael and the foolishness that he's doing. But apparently, <laughs> Callum Moore, but anyhow, we're not talking about the Chargers right now. We're talking about Buffalo. So, my my concern with Buffalo is that Buffalo, we don't know who the Bills are. Unless you're going to just say that the Bills are maddeningly inconsistent and they cannot figure out how they're going to do what they're going to do because all right they won this game against the chiefs but this game was not fantastic offense by either team and buffalo's defenses look suspect as well and a lot of these games they still don't run the football effectively outside of stefan Diggs, they still don't have a credible second option gabe davis is supposed to be that but he gets less work right now than even um what's his name from top of beer that his wife has been complaining um godwin yes he gets less work than chris godwin so i mean what are we really talking about here with buffalo so i'm looking now at the at the playoff picture as it stands right now there is the browns the steelers and the colts that are in the wild card positions on the bubble is the Texans, the Broncos, and the Bengals, who I all believe have a better chance of making it to the playoffs than the Bills. Regardless of if the Bills win 9 games, win 10 games, I still don't think that they're getting before at least two of the four teams, or five teams, but six teams that are currently sit ahead of them. The Steelers, you never know what they could do. They could win a game or they could not win a game because they don't do good on offense, but somehow they still find a way to win games. The Browns, 
have been training quarterback after quarterback out there. The Colts somehow, somehow they've been winning games. The Texans, well, the Texans, I think they have a very good shot at winning their division. And then the Broncos, who are one game back of the Chiefs, but we talk about the Broncos in a second. I don't trust the Bills. So even though they've they've beat the Chiefs, I am not ready to pencil them anywhere other than they beat the Chiefs. Because, as you said, they play to the level of their opposition. They very well could turn up and lose to the Chargers. And then lose to the Dolphins as well. I don't trust them. I, I cannot trust Buffalo. It is just not possible. I, I can't and I won't put up an argument for them against that. <laughs> I refuse to. I, 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 I completely understand. No, I, I, I was just looking at it with their games in isolation. I'd have to see what the what the remain what these remaining schedules are for the other contenders for that spot. But this the same way you just wax poetically about not trusting the Bills. That's how I feel about the Dolphins, bro. And, <laughs> I, I I do not trust the Dolphins. And 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 we remember we were talking in the chat the other day about about their offensive weapons and and mm-hmm. the fact that Jalen Waddle is the fourth best offensive player in that in that um scheme in that system and they lose to tennessee last night i i mean it it feels like they're becoming like the bills where, where they're comedian where they're just going to mimic their surroundings if they're playing a mediocre team they're going to be mediocre if they're playing a a, a, a team like like the chiefs that could that will where patty mahomes is probably going to be slinging it and two and start slinging it all about two it i don't i i there's not much of a difference to me between the Bills and Dolphins, except for height. I think mm. the, the Bills were on a high a few years ago and are trending downwards, so people are looking at that and saying, well, yeah, we can't trust the Bills. And, and the Dolphins never reached there. They never got that high. You know, obviously, like, they, they've not been to an AFC um, championship and lost in overtime because they couldn't get the ball back and all that. They've, mm. they, but they have been... It's been inconsistent. It's been up and down, but I don't think the Dolphins are trending in the right direction either. They, I do. I do not see much difference between either of these teams, guys, except for the roster construction. Mm. And to your point about the Bills, right? This is just a funny anecdote, but I feel like the Bills have this thing every single season where, since Stefan Diggs has been there, he he's the outright number one. And then, like you mentioned, Gabe Davis, but it's like. Isn't it like the Shakir guy that's taking over now? So every year it seems that another receiver is kind of like takes over as their number two. Like they always have somebody else. They, they, so there's not like a, a necessarily a one-two punch. It's Stephon Diggs and then everybody else after that would get some work at certain points. That's what it kind of always seems to me with them. But yeah, I, 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 that's kind of why I ended what I initially said by saying I, I don't even think the AFC is wrapped up. Because we're talking about them getting into the wildcard spot, but I still feel like they could win this division. That's how little I trust Miami. I get it. I get it. And for me, the biggest disappointment for Miami was the was the defense last night. Because the defense... Huh, it is, so, you know, we always talk about how fantasy is a cruel mistress, right? I lost a fantasy game, fantasy matchup last night because of the Dolphins' defense. If they held serve and stopped two touchdowns from happening, I win. I win. No. They, they could not do that. And my opponent had Jason Sanders, the Dolphins' kicker. I was good as green when they had the fumble in the fourth quarter i was up and then they allowed two touchdowns to score and i lost i don't gamble but i can imagine how the gamblers feel when you're riding the over and then all of a sudden you know things go the other way and you lose and your money is down the drain so yeah i still have more faith in miami than they have in Buffalo. I do not anticipate that Buffalo comes back to win the division because they have just been too poor. But anything is possible. What we have seen is that you can overcome anything in the 2023 NFL. Just like Denver. Because Denver is where we're coming next. Denver seemed to be 
on the road to overcoming a historically bad start from one and five to seven and six and one game out of the lead for the division because if you remember these Denver Broncos well they split the season series with the Kansas City Chiefs but the way how things are going right now you would not anticipate that the Chiefs are going to be the ones if if these two teams draw level can you think that Denver all of a sudden is not going to win the division like they gave us 70 points to the aforementioned Dolphins and now all of a sudden nobody can score on them so I'm asking you AJ is Denver going to overcome this historic bad start and make it to the playoffs <laughs> I don't think so I really don't think so and it, it it has a lot to do with what you just outlined um, in the previous segment where you kind of like mentioned all of the other teams who could potentially make it like the entire ASC North is above 500. No, no, granted, the only reason I have this much faith in the Bills is because, and, and not to go back to that, but it's just because I think that, that the division is still wide open. And, you know, and I, need to, I feel like I need to mention this. You know who Miami plays in their last three games? They have the Jets, then they have the Cowboys, the Ravens, and then the Bills. This is what I'm saying. This division is still open. When it comes to the, the Broncos, there's no way I see the Chiefs losing this division. So we're looking at, at a wild card spot, right? And I still mm -hmm. think they are too far behind. I mean, I'd have to see their schedule and the schedule of the other teams. But I can give you this schedule right now because I'm looking yeah. at it. The, the hardest game that they still have to play mm -hmm. is this week against the Lions. Lions, okay. Yeah, I'm looking Then at they play the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Raiders. Okay, so it is three winnable games. Three very winnable mm -hmm. games. I'll give them that. But I, I I don't know, Ken. I maybe it's just me not wanting to believe the Cinderella story. I, I I find it hard to believe that that they really come back from what they were after it was what six games, yeah, to get mm -hmm. into a wild card slot ahead of all of these other teams, especially like other teams in the the north, um, even in the south. We have what is three teams tie on on their similar record seven and six in the south as well i don't know it, it feels like they, they do have a very a very promising schedule for them i, I just can't buy into it yet i need to see all the schedules i need to see all the schedules because i because I, I there's no way i'm gonna even though they won game out of first place there's no way there's no way i'm gonna put them over the chiefs at there yeah, like, you know I'm not a big Chiefs fan, but at the same time, like the Chiefs would have to lose his division for me to stop picking them to win the division. Mm. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't argue against that, but I believe that the Denver Broncos have enough to make it into the playoffs as a wild card because I do believe that there is going to be a moving and shaking above them. Because there's I, there's no way, no way, AJ, that the Browns, the Steelers, and the Bengals, I mean, I'm probably giving away a little bit here, but no way that all three of these teams make it into the playoffs along with Baltimore. Oh, yeah. The AFC, AFC North is not sweeping the playoffs. Yeah. So that gives an opportunity for the Texans to get in because I believe in the Texans more than I believe in the Colts. I mean, all right, I could just stick a pin here on the AFC West and let me talk about the South. Because the South right now, if you talk about a division that's wide open, it is the AFC South. We know that Trevor Lawrence right now is playing with a high ankle sprain that he got two weeks ago when his lima stepped on his, his ankle, stepped on his foot, and somehow he was able to, to gut it out and get out there and play a game this weekend. But I don't believe that he, hobbled as he is, is going to be good enough to get the Jaguars to the division crown. I believe that Houston is the team best positioned to win this division. The Colts, 
our fool's goal because right now we're here telling a whole lot of lies trying to make people believe that they're a good team they're not a good team and you know they were hardest the issue with jonathan taylor to begin the season because you know he wanted his money and they didn't want to pay him and then they decided well we're going to pay him something and then he came in and then he got hurt and now he has he had to go get surgery so now he's out for a couple of weeks easily that's a problem their starting quarterback is out as well so i don't see that the colts have enough to get them into the playoffs right now they are sitting as the seventh seed they're going to follow and then so i have houston going to the top of the division the Colts are going to drop out so then now that brings it right back to the to the to the west the broncos i believe that the broncos as much as i have been public with how much i do not care anymore for the Broncos head coach Juan Sean Payton because of how he left my Saints I cannot be so petty as to not acknowledge the job that he has done in turning around this franchise even from week six from being one and five and having just shipped 70 points to the Miami Dolphins he and Vance Joseph especially have turned this entire franchise around to the point where they are playing some of the best football in the NFL. Russ has been able to keep his turnovers to a minimum. He's using his legs a lot more. And people here in the Mulholland City are actually starting to, well not starting to, they have gotten behind the team again. I have one of my co-workers who weekly tells me you know it's not too late you can come and join the um the broncos bandwagon and i told him absolutely not not until, at least not until this head coach leaves i to, i let him know that you know i went to the parade for the nuggets <laughs> but if somehow the broncos were to win the super bowl on the day of their parade i'm taking my behind to work i'm not going to that parade go to that parade for what i'm not over here to celebrate them so yeah as a to land the plane i believe that denver is going to get him because i see some shaking happening between the afc north and the afc south and a spot is going to open up that denver is going to be able to slide in there you know something you know something i don't normally do this i don't normally change my mind on the show in the same <laughs> segment in the same but i started i started looking at 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 um like final um run-ins remaining games for some of these teams and like after you mentioned the texans and i looked up who they play the texans have three games that are not walkovers and given the fact that they're not necessarily like a division champion from last year like it, it it's kind of really like what they show up and do on the day mm -hmm. because before we could have said you know this this team actually looking good to take a vision but then they scored six points and lost to the jets so at this point i'm not really to to coronate them as as the new kings of the south and and their schedule is it was um titans like, browns titans Colts. there we go so i i don't know i don't know ken I can't do it with I, I I can't put that much faith in them. I agree with you on the quote, so I'm not gonna go more into that. Um the Steelers, I think they're trending downwards. So when I don't see them bouncing back enough to me, I honestly think this is the year that they miss out. I I oddly enough, I still have enough faith in the Browns to be able to make it. Right? Mm -hmm. So so just like looking at it, and I, I don't know, I I, I think Cincinnati's fairy tale is going to be over eventually. I don't see them making it either. So looking at it in those three spots, based on how things go, and and I just said Buffalo. I'm not necessarily changing my mind on Buffalo. So Buffalo or Miami is making that one of the two of them. I I I I, I could see the Browns. It, it looks like the third spot. I have to give to Denver just based on on the ease of their remaining schedule. 
I, I don't see how they lose to any of these teams because as you mentioned, they're actually playing really well right now. Like things seem to be clicking a lot more. I I don't see how they lose. They have three games that are winnable games for them. Should be winnable games. And e- even in a situation where they, I mean, it, it's just really tight. If, if they do drop one, it's still not impossible, but I don't expect them to drop three of those four games is essentially what I'm saying. So I might have to give them a bit more credit and believe in it. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. No, because it's it's like if they don't make it, I wouldn't be surprised because the competition for those wildcard spots are very stiff. Like to get into the FC wildcard, like it's it's very stiff. But if they do make it, I'd understand because they got three teams that they should be bad enough. So uh, you just said about the Bengals, right? Which you know kind of jumped the shark a little bit because that was the next one I have for you because. Cincinnati, they've been you know, here saying that we, we can overcome the injuries. Jamar Chase, he's been bind up a bit this season. He he missed, I think he missed a couple games. We know that um, Joe Burrow, Joe Burr, he is injured. He is done for the year because he has torn a ligament in his wrist. But these pesky Bengals refuse to go away. And that is all based on the play of their backup quarterback, Mr. Jake Browning. So, let's recap. Browning, he played, I'm trying to remember, what was the first game he played this season? Right, so the last last game that Joe Burrow played was when they lost 20-34 to the Baltimore Ravens. So, Browning was a starter from the game against the Bengals. And he did not have a very good game. He went 19 of 26 for 227 yards, one touchdown. One the game second. against the Steelers, you mean? Because you said Bengals. Against the Steelers. The Steelers. Yes. Okay. Yeah, against the Steelers. They lost that game, 16 to 10. Somehow, Steelers just keep winning games. But then, Browning outplayed Trevor Lawrence up until Trevor Lawrence got hurt. 32 of 37 for 354 yards and a touchdown. And they won the game 34-31. The next week, which was this week just passed, they played against the Indianapolis Colts. And Jay Browning, again, 18 of 24, 275 yards, two touchdowns. One pick. Jay Browning is telling Cincinnati fans, don't worry about it, you can jump on my back, I can take you guys into the playoffs. So, AJ... I know you, you kind of mentioned it just now. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear you. Are the Cincinnati Bengals going to overcome these injuries and get into the playoffs? No. No, sir. No, they're not. <laughs> I, I, I don't see it, Ken. It, it, this, this is not a situation where, where they're already in pole position and um, they just need to like hold on for a few more games. They're battling a number of teams in the AFC. And I'm not ready. I'm not ready to to give Jake Browning those kinds of Brownie points and say that he <laughs> can be he can be the one to lead them. So they have the remaining four games are um, they're at home to the Vikings, then they go to Pittsburgh, they go to Kansas City, and then they're at home to the Browns. Nah, at best they could come out of this two and two, and I still I still think they're going to be one and three. Personally, Vikings are the only team I can see them potentially beating there. I, I honestly think everything else is a loss. So, no, I don't think they're going to overcome those injuries. Okay. I, think that, I don't. I don't. And, and, so, and based on, mm-hmm. sorry, based on my breakdown previously of the other teams and their schedules, I think even even if the, the Bengals were to surprise me and win a game more than I expect, because I'm putting them at one and three, I, only, I, think, I think they lose their last three games. I do think the Steelers beat them again in Pittsburgh. They're, they're going to lose in Kansas City. And then in that final game against the Browns, with nothing much to play for and with the Browns scrapping because they're trying to get in, I think the Browns beat them as well. Even if even if Browning helps them to go, like, they win two of those games, I still don't think it's enough to overcome the three teams that I outlined in the previous segment. Okay. So right now they're set at seven and six. Like everybody in the AFC, with the exception of the Ravens, the Dolphins, and the Chiefs, set at seven and six. Almost. So when you when you take that into consideration, 
everyone matters and I believe that they beat the Vikings I believe that they beat the Vikings this weekend as well however I don't think that the Steelers beat them I can't see it I cannot as I sit here right now I cannot see the Steelers beating the Bengals because their options at quarterback are Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky neither of which are an option that anybody would want to have as one of your only two options at quarterback especially this late in the season so no I don't see I don't see that being the case but the, the biggest challenge though is when it's going to be you no know, Cats versus Dogs the Bengals versus the Browns in that last game of the season because the Browns have probably the best defense in the NFL I mean, you have the best defense, then your offense doesn't need to be spectacular. It just needs to be good enough. And apparently, Cleveland has the same kind of offense like uh, San Francisco. Because you can stay anybody back there as quarterback. And chances are you can probably have a chance to win based on the strength of the rest of the team. So, yeah, I, I have not decided for myself if I think that Cincinnati overcomes the injuries and gets into the playoffs it's going to be tough it's going to be tough because just like you said they could go 2-2 two two. I don't think that they're going to beat Kansas City because Kansas City has way too much going on for them to have a letdown in that game and especially now that you know Cincinnati is going to be coming without their star quarterback Kansas City is going to want to put a foot on the trots and mash as hard as they can. So I think that they're going to find a way, even though they've not been playing very good football recently, that Kansas City is going to find a way to win that game. If for no other reason than they absolutely have to. But taking the others into consideration, anything is possible. Anything can happen with this team over these next four, four weeks. So no, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to put Ben. But I do believe that they have a chance because the way OJ Browning is playing. There are a lot of teams right now that wish he could start for them, even though he's Cincinnati's backup. Alright, so we I mean we spend majority of the time talking about the AFC. And as I just mentioned, the AFC, they have what is it five teams, six teams that are currently set at seven and six. So anything can happen for them. Officially, only two teams are eliminated from playoff contention. Officially. The Carolina Panthers, who are 1-12. and 12, And then the New England Patriots, your Patriots, who are 3-10. and 10. Even the Arizona Cardinals, who are 3-10. and 10, They're still saying that they are on the bubble. I don't know what bubble, but they're on the bubble. Um, so... When we look over in the NFC, because like you said, I know we spent the entire show talking about the AFC so far. We're going to end with the NFC. The NFC playoff picture right now, on the bubble, they have four teams that are six and seven. And the team that is, in, that is seven is also six and seven. The Packers right now are in the last place of the playoff picture. And then it's the Rams, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Saints, the Falcons, and the Saints, of course, because their division is so terrible. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are also 6-7. and seven, So that is why, you know, all of us still have a chance. Except for Carolina, who, you know, just can't buy a win this season. But then when you look up to the top of the division, what was always the case is no longer... The Philadelphia Eagles, who were seemingly running away with the NFC, and most people had penciled in to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl, they have fallen in two weeks. From not even two weeks, in one week, from the number one spot to number five. Because in those two weeks, they lost to the San Francisco, well, sorry, they got smoked by the San Francisco 49ers and then they got dumped thoroughly by the Dallas Cowboys, AJ's Dallas Cowboys, on Sunday night. So, now San Francisco, they have overcome 
the Eagles, they have moved into the pole position in the NFC. So, AJ, we look at the teams that are at the top of the division, those who have the best records, because that's the only thing that matters. We have the 49ers at 10-3, the Cowboys at 10-3, the Eagles at 10-3. So, do the 49ers take the number one seed in the NFC, or does somebody else come back and pip them? No, it's the Niners. It's the Niners. Um, at this point, yeah, I'm. I'm going to say I. I think that their defense is looking a little better, and that to me was like their main Achilles heel. That was the biggest problem that they were facing um, as the season was rolling on. Because obviously they have no problem with offense. We know that. They have no problem with offense, but defensively they were looking a bit shaky. I think they're buttoning down on that a little bit. The Eagles were always flattering to deceive. I don't think I don't think any of us even in the chat were very like um mesmerized by them. I mean you have to give credit where it's due, but you could always see holes in in their play. And um I don't see them coming back now and then. <laughs> I, I, I just think the 49ers have too much, Ken. Now that they're in pole position, I don't see them relinquishing it. So I'm I'm going to say that they stay on top. Let me see. Is the schedule even important there? I'll probably pick them to win. Cardinals, that should, it should be a win. But you know how division games go, especially in this division? I don't want to... <laughs> they could very well lose to the Cardinals, but I don't see it happening. I'm, I'm not going to... I'm, I'm not going to just put down the corners and say, yeah, this is a definite win. But I think the Niners will have enough to overcome that. Then they have the Ravens. I think that is their toughest game remaining. Well, actually, the Rams in the final week. That And that is a team that they usually always have the back and forth with that could potentially get a win off of them. But I don't know. At, at this point, I don't... Funny thing is, I don't see them going forward, no. I, I still think they lose. Yeah, I, I still think they lose one of these games. It, it could be the Ravens. It could be the Ravens. It could even be the Rams in the final week. But either way, man, either way, Ken, I, I do not see, I do not see them giving up that that top spot in the NFC. When was the last time? Like, just looking at, at their defense in the last few games since, since the thirty-one to seventeen lost to the Bengals, which was in week eight. Mm -hmm. Defense has given up three points to the Jaguars, 14 to the Bucks, 13 to the Seahawks, 19 to the Eagles, and then 16 to the Seahawks again. I think they're good. They're good for my money. Okay. So I am not... This is... I think this is the most interesting run-in that we, we can have in the NFL, which is two teams at the top of their division and then one team that has a number of divisional games still to play. So you said the Cardinals, the Cardinals, the Cardinals now are not Josh Dobbs Cardinals because Kyler Murray is back. But I still don't think that the Cardinals will have enough to beat San Francisco. But the Ravens, have everything to play for to try to secure that number one seed. That is going to be a very tough game. And then the Rams, well, the Rams have been playing so much better football recently and they've been winning games. The Rams are going to be trying to get that well cared spot because obviously by that time we would expect that the Ford Ninjas will have the division wrapped up. So that's also going to be a tough hope. So the Ford Ninjas very easily could go two and two. And they're they're currently sitting at ten and three. Two and two plus them at twelve and five. Twelve and five does not get it done. Because well, before I get to that to the because, let's look at the Cowboys. The Cowboys of all of these teams have the hardest of these three teams have the hardest running. They have the Bills, then they have the Dolphins, then they have the Lions. I mean the Lions right now aren't looking like the Lions looked three weeks ago. But it's still a division-leading Lions team who will be hoping that, you know, their fortunes will turn around and they're rolling back into form, heading into the playoffs. So that's going to be a very tough game. And then the Commanders at the Commanders, which is always a very difficult game for them. So, honestly, 
even though right now when we look at the playoff picture the Cowboys sit at number two I don't think that they keep that number two position I believe that Philadelphia takes it from them at least number two because when you look at what the Philadelphia Eagles have coming up on their schedule well this better be four wins they have the Seahawks they have the Giants home and away Giants is the last game of the season and between them they have the Cardinals who I just spoke about Philadelphia if you want to be taken seriously if you want to be considered a Super Bowl contender then you need to go there and you need to stamp your authority on all four of these games there's no way that Danny DeVito Tommy DeVito should be beating you in either of these games because your team is far superior in every facet and then Calamari or Calamari not there's no way that you should be getting upset by the Cardinals so Philadelphia to me even though they're right now sitting in the 5C they actually have the the easiest run in and best opportunity to reascend to the number one seed in the NFC let me just piggyback off of that uh, well actually just add to it I 100% unequivocally agree with you because I was thinking that as you mentioned their schedule right if they want to be taken seriously Philly has to win all four of these games they have to go four and one if they even come out three and one I'm I I'm I'm not even going to give them a chance they have to win all four of these games unquestionable mm-hmm. And, and and you know what you don't you don't even have to trample all of them but make sure you find a way to win all four of them yes i completely agree with you there yeah so i mean you allow san francisco to turn up against you dressing all black not saying that they came for a funeral but they came with the intent to bury you and that's exactly them what they did. Them boys is looking sharp, though. Them boys is looking sharp. <laughs> them boys is looking sharp, though. They was ready. They were ready. Yeah, they came out there with that black Air Force One energy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I destroyed Philadelphia. And this is the team that you'll be telling yourself is the your biggest contender for the number one seed. So it's not just that you lost, it's how you lost. You were absolutely dismantled and the expectation would be that you're going to see this team again in the playoffs one of you right now will be saying we are going to have to beat the other team to get in to the super bowl because you you would expect that you know whoever's first dallas is going to have to knock off one of them if they are going to have any dreams of getting there if not both of them and i don't think that dallas really has what it takes to do the such i do not believe in dallas enough to say dallas is going to run the table and then get into the playoffs and win every game to win the super bowl i don't i don't believe in dallas like that as somebody said recently just because you get a lot of turnovers doesn't mean you're good on defense so we shall see what dallas is is made of when they come up against the sterner stuff over these next few weeks but yeah for me this is philadelphia's opportunity to prove to the world that they are better than they have been because all season long we've had questions about philadelphia all season long now is their time getting back to last season too it wasn't tricking me last year and you know granted i didn't want them to win the super bowl that's because they had a grenadian on the team but <laughs> but, <laughs> but nah from last season too ken like and I, I i feel i'm still waiting on them i i don't ever i won't ever say i don't i'm not saying that they're overhyped or overrated i'm even getting into all of that narrative however however other people want to put it i'm just saying i'm still waiting on them to to prove me something you, you can tell that they're a well-constructed team. They have some great, great leaders on the team. They have very good coaching. They have players all around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I still am not convinced that that they are where they think they should be. Correct. Correct. What we do know, though, is these next four weeks are going to be a doozy. And, well, we'll be back here next week. At least, I know for sure. I'll be back here next week. Hopefully, you'll be back here next week. As far as I know, I will be. Yes. 
All right. But I know for sure, though, on the 26th, I think now is as good a time as any to tell the folks. The 26th of December, the boys won't be here because just like most of you will be spending that time with your family because that's like the day after Christmas, we too will be. So, unfortunately, we shall not be sitting here to argue or discuss what happened over that week. We shall be back the week after that as we get you ready for the playoffs. So, um... I think that's the only bit of housekeeping that we had, really and truly. So this is a good spot that we can end this week's episode, AJ. You know, this has been this has been fun as always. We invite everyone to like this video, subscribe to the channel, tell a friend, hit the notification bell so that next time we're on next Tuesday, then you will be here with us as we look ahead, look back at what occurred in the week of the NFL and look ahead to what is to come. Of course. I can't end the show without saying congratulations to the LA Lakers being the first in-season tournament champions in the NBA. They're currently in a dogfight with the Dallas Mavericks. 106-104 is the score. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes as well. But I think here's where I need to stop talking. So yeah, AJ, this is where we're going to end it. So as always, that is AJ. He is the green, I am Ken, I am the beige, and we will see you next time.